I think it's safe to say that a person's last words are pretty important. Out of all the things someone can choose to say as they're getting ready to depart, what words will they string together to be their last? Okay, listen, I know that sounds like a very, very depressing thing to open an episode with, but I promise you that is not the intention. Just stick with me for a second. Instead, I want to point your attention to the last words of Jesus in Matthew 28. It says this, Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Verse 19 is what we're going to focus on here. Go and make disciples of all nations. On today's episode of the podcast, we're going to unpack missions a little bit. How to live with a mission mindset, what the benefits are of sharing the gospel in a place that's not your backyard, and how we can utilize our time in a way that makes Jesus known. Let's get after it. Welcome back to the T-Town Students Podcast. Today is a very special episode. We're talking about missions. Um, we're talking about um, sharing the gospel in a place that's not your hometown. We're talking about serving other people. Um, there's a wide, wide net that gets cashed when we're talking about missions. And so, to help us kind of unpack this, I've got Emma Claire Patton for what feels like the 10th time on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> and then Carly Culpepper, fellow hey. member at First Baptist. Um, we're talking about missions today because um, these two are very mission-minded and can tell us a thing or two about it. Um, not that anybody is like a hardcore expert because none of us ever will be, but I feel like these two can take a good swing at it. Um, we're going to try. Try your best. <laughs> <laughs> so tell me about some of the mission trips that y'all have been on in the past. So I've actually never been on a mission trip before the one that we went on in January. Mm-hmm. I've been on several. I, my first one was in sixth grade. It started with like the Revelation Choir trips, and so those have just been across the U.S. We've taken a bus and gone and sang at different places, but also served in VBSs and in homeless shelters and um, in nursing homes and just gotten to love on those people and share the gospel. And it's really cool like getting to do that at home, but then also getting to go overseas and do it. Um, I've been to Ecuador and I've been um, in North Africa and I was supposed to go to England but that got canceled because of COVID. Mm. Um, Sad. But it's been... Rest in peace to England trip 2020. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) It's been really cool getting to see just different cultures and um, see how the Lord is working in those countries and how much need for the gospel is there. Yeah. Now you talked about a lot of places in that like I know there's North Africa there's England there's here in town so like there you know there's not only cultural differences but just like in the way you know things just are over there like it's just different mm-hmm. you're just in a different place so what's different about missions in places that you're not as familiar with it's like what differs in North Africa that's not the same as say like 
England and like what's different about England that's not the same here mm-hmm. and then conversely what stays the same it's like what's what changes from place mm-hmm. to place and what stays the same in those places yeah that's a good question so when you go on mission trips in foreign countries it's really cool for several reasons one um, you're immersed in a culture that's wildly different from your own and you're able to find similarities with the people there and also a lot of differences whether that be language or um, like their main religion there or just the things they do and how they interact with each other it's just there's a lot of cultural differences and that's cool to like get to see and experience and meet people that are different from you Um, and you also get to see a lot of intense poverty in the world because in America we're very blessed and even the poorest people here we do not lack for much yeah even the poorest people here like are rich compared to most people in the world and so it's definitely eye-opening getting to see that and also you like get to see and experience perhaps the first time like God's heart for the nations and for um, all peoples to know him and um, you get to be a part of like how Jesus commissioned us to go to the ends of the earth and so that's just something I like but what's the same is I, I think our need for everyone has a need to hear the gospel and to hear the good news and we're all sinners and we all have fallen short of God's glory so everyone is the same in that aspect right. and it's just getting people to realize that they they can't make it to heaven on their own efforts they need Jesus to save them yeah yeah I would say kind of the same thing um, but just in North Africa some of the cultural differences were just very distinct um, like you could you could offer somebody something over and over and over again, and they still won't accept it from you. Mm-hmm. Um, they still want it, but they just, it's more polite if they don't accept it the yeah. first time or the second time or the third time. Now, is that just in like when you're sharing the gospel, or like if you're like offering them like. That's that's just. Any just time. Like, a, like an item, like if you're like holding the door yeah. open for them or something. Well, yeah, they'll, if, they'll go through the door. We would go to, but we would go to meals and we'd like offer like something to try and and they'll be like oh, no, no, no okay but but they want it you just have to keep asking right and so just little differences like that it makes it hard to communicate i guess if you're not aware of those going in mm-hmm. um because you might ask for their opinion on something and they'll just be like oh i don't know so they wouldn't even but, share that interesting but they they will tell you you just have to keep asking right mm-hmm. um so that was one of the big things that I noticed while mm-hmm. we were there. But. What are some of the ways that y'all have seen God work by sharing the gospel overseas? Yes, but also here in town. Like, like, what are the ways that you see the Lord work when you obey Him and when He says, "Go and make disciples of all nations," and like when He says to tell people about Me? What are the ways that you've seen Him work when you obey that? Um, I would say that. Where we went, um, there's not when you when you tell someone about um, the gospel and and the good news, they 
you essentially ask them to leave everything that they've ever known, leave their family, leave their their culture, and um, they would have to find just a new society. They'd have to completely start over. And so um, I, I guess I went into it not really expecting anyone to be willing to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, because that's, that, that's a big ass, like, of yeah. bringing their entire life. Yeah, and just, like, this stranger comes up to you and tells you something, and you give up everything. Right. Um, but Which I, is very, I mean, that's a very, you know, there's precedent for that, because when Jesus comes up to the, to the disciples, yeah, it says multiple times that they instantly left everything and followed him. So, mm-hmm. like, I mean, that's basically, I mean, we here in the United States do not have to worry about leaving everything yeah. for the most part like for 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 i mean not every, not that everybody experiences this some people when they accept jesus like that they, their family turns on them and they're disowned and you know mm-hmm. things go awry but a lot of times people people don't have to worry so much about that as they would as they would there i feel mm-hmm. like yeah and um i was just reminded of the verses that say that god's god's word doesn't return void and so mm-hmm. um even though we didn't see anybody um, explicitly come to faith or um, whatever you would you would classify it as, um, God's word doesn't return void, and so we were preaching the good news, so that will have fruit. That's big, um, and that's a promise in the word of God. And so, mm-hmm. I lead a um, the guys Bible study here at the student ministry and. It was either here or in the D group. I don't remember where it was, but I was telling them one time, you have to be okay with not seeing how the Lord uses you. All you have to do is be obedient to say yes to him. And, like, for y'all, that meant telling the good news. That meant sharing the gospel. And, like, we have to be okay with going our whole life and never seeing Mm -hmm. the fruit of that. But the call still remains the same to share him with other people. That's big. I think it's looking, like, laying down treasures in heaven and like looking for what will last for eternity and that's like people's Mm. souls you know and like God has called us to go and share the gospel and so that's for sure we try to be obedient to that and just trust and pray for those people something I've learned a lot recently is about like the power of prayer Mm -hmm. and just how even Jesus went and got away and prayed with God. If he did that, how much more yeah, do I we know. need to? And like if he spent hours in gardens praying, then we definitely In some cases spend. like all night. Like <laughs> every I mean, single day. It was it was um I, oh, when was this? I think it was I don't remember, but I read or heard somewhere like Jesus spent all night before choosing the disciples. Mm-hmm. Like all night praying. It's like he's God. How much more do we need to be praying <laughs> yeah. if he's praying? You know what I mean? Twenty four seven. But like, like you said, like that's that's ripped straight out of scripture. Like I could not could not tell you the reference to save my life. I don't have it in front of me. But like, what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. Mm-hmm. And like, and that's hard because you know, you see what you can see, and so that's visible results. But invisible results are a lot harder to mm-hmm. really look forward to and really like find joy in and find hope in. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like if you don't see the results of what you're doing, it's easy to get discouraged. But mm-hmm. Like you said, a lot of times those results are unseen, and that's what lasts. Mm-hmm. And the Lord asks us to like seek Him and ask Him, 
and ask for his kingdom to come. And so that's what we should be praying daily. It's like for his kingdom to come in our schools, in the places we're ministering, and in um, unreached people groups, that his kingdom would come there and that his word would be made known and people would come to know him. Yeah. And like th- that's something that I was I was told about for years when I was being raised in youth ministry is where God has placed you is your mission field. Mm-hmm. You're, I mean, the mission field is the in, entire world, but where you've been placed is yours. Like, Carly, you have places that I'll, I'll never be able to go to. Mm-hmm. And Claire, you have places that Carly doesn't go to. Like, you have people that she doesn't know. You have people that I don't know. And so, like, there are people that you uniquely are able to reach. And so, like, like you said, expanding that kingdom and telling them all about it. And so... I mean, that, that, that enables us to be the hands and feet of Jesus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. By giving you people that you're uniquely equipped to reach, you're the hands and feet of Jesus to them. Mm-hmm. And you're, I mean, not that he couldn't go there, but, I mean, he's not physically here on this earth right now. And so you're able to do that and re- uniquely reach those people. So it made clear that the call to tell people about Jesus is a thing. And not only that, it is an important thing because it, it was his last words on this earth, go and make disciples of all nations. However, would y'all agree that there's like a bit of a hesitancy when it comes to missions? Like there's a bit of like a, I'll do it later or somebody else can do that or mm-hmm. like there's just like some misconceptions or, about yes. missions. What do you think are some of the biggest misconceptions when it comes to missions? Um, I think that um, a really big one that I've seen is people saying, oh, I don't need to go because God hasn't called me. They're, they're just <laughs> waiting for, you know, some miraculous mm-hmm. sign from God yeah. or, or... That was um, my entire quiet time this morning, signs from God, not even kidding. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, signs from God are biblical. Like, yeah. They're amazing, but um, God's word is also That's a the sign thing. That, that, was, that was the quiet time. It was like, it was that story <laughs> in Judges 6 where like Gideon is like, God, make the fleece wet. Now make it dry. It's so, like he kept asking yes, for signs when like yes. God had already made it clear the first time. And like for us, that's his word. Like he's made it clear. Exactly. Um, my friend and I were just talking about that story actually a couple of no days way. ago. Um, but I think too many people, too many believers that are a part of the church say, oh, it's not my call. My call is to be here. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's nothing wrong with being here. I mean, there's obviously lost people here yeah. as much as there are anywhere else. Yeah. Um, but the difference between being here and going is that we have access to the gospel. Um, it's a lot easier for people to preach the word of God here than it is anywhere else. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so there are just more obstacles to... Um, getting the gospel out in other places and so i feel like we should be emphasizing the places that will not hear unless someone goes to them yeah and like that that is uh, emma claire if, if you're about to talk oh, about oh, this <laughs> like it, like if it like i'm about to quote romans 10 if there's a verse that you're about to quote my bad but like like that that is perfectly read out in romans 10 like verse 14, how then can they call on the one they have not believed in? And how can they believe in the one of whom they have not heard? And how can they hear without someone preaching to them? 
verse 15, and how can anyone preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring the good news. We got to go to them. And like that reflects Jesus, how he came to us first thing. It's just all this big gospel picture. And like we have to go to them. Like again, like you said, nothing wrong with hanging out in your backyard because there are lost people there too. But like, I mean, not any more or less important, but on a very important note, there are unreached people elsewhere. And so like that's huge. Let me let me just uh, just give me some Here we go. A few moments. Preach okay. to us, CC. Take us to church. <laughs> it is estimated that of the 7.75 billion people alive in the world today, 3.23 billion of them live in unreached people groups with little or no access to the gospel of Jesus Christ. It's almost half the people on the earth. Meaning that they have never heard of Jesus and will probably never hear, hear about him unless someone goes and tells them. And if they don't hear about them, how are they going to believe? And how are we as Christians sitting here with this good news and not giving our lives for their eternal souls? Like, I just, I can't. And it's not like he's going to come down for a second time pre, you know, rapture. And like appear to them and just do it himself. No, like it's not like he's gonna. Like, he does, nowhere does his word say that. This uh, is God's plan, like for us to go and tell them. That's the big difference between the Old Testament and the New Testament. Is Jesus was saying, "Go and tell. Go and reach these people. Go and tell your families of what I just did." Like, yeah. that's what he told us to do. And like, I have another quote from John Piper. He says. There are only three kinds of Christians when it comes to world missions. Zealous goers, zealous senders, and disobedient. Dang. <laughs> like, wow. As Christians, we all have a role in reaching the ends of the earth. And you might say, like, how's that? Like, how am I, as a little sixth or seventh grader, like, how am I going to reach the end of the earth? Like, I can't go anywhere. My parents aren't going to let me go. We all can pray. We all can give. We all can pray some more. <laughs> we can tell people about this fact that there are so many people that don't know Jesus and s- help send people, and then we can go. And we can spend our lives reaching the people that have come from these unreached places that have come here and reaching them with the gospel so that when they come b- go back to their countries, they're going with the good news of Jesus and already know the language. Mm-hmm. But we all have to contemplate, like, what is God's purpose for me in this? And how is he going to use me to reach these people? Because he wants, God's heart is, like, laid out in the Old Testament scriptures. It says, um, in, to Abraham at the beginning in Genesis 12 I will make you into a great nation and I will bless you I will make your name great and you will be a blessing I will bless those who bless you and whoever curses you I will curse and all peoples on earth will be blessed through you so God is wanting all peoples to know him and to be blessed and Abraham his seed his seed that would lead to Jesus that was how we everyone was going to be blessed and everyone was gonna come to know him and so we're supposed to be this um, 
kingdom of priests and a holy nation, as it is mentioned in Exodus 19, um, that's what the Israelites were, and they were the first missionaries of God, basically. Mm-hmm. And we are supposed to be that to others because we have come into this kingdom where we have access to God and we are able to um, be a light to the nations and go and share the gospel to them because we now see the full picture of how Jesus has come and he's completed this whole story of redemption. And those verses that you were sharing, like that was back in Abraham's time, Genesis, mm-hmm. like that was the beginning. And there's like, that's so the start many of the story. more. It's That's crazy. been God's heart the whole time. Yeah. It's not like, like the Bible says it point clear, or like point blank, like it's so clear, like Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Mm-hmm. Like it's not like his heart has changed. It's mm-hmm. not like he appointed the, the disciples and was like, okay, now we're going to start missions. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was that was he was sending them out while he was still with them. Exactly. He sent out the seventy-two, and then he did it. I forget if he sent. I forget what he did later, but he sent out a bunch of people while he was still on this earth, mm-hmm. like because he could only be in one place at one time yeah. when he was when he was here as a as a human walking among us. So he sent them out mm-hmm. to prep them for that. And you know, like they probably didn't feel super prepared. Or, no, like they had anything and he told to them offer. That. He told them that, and that's how like that's both how of us we feel. Yeah. Like, we, we don't have anything, but we do know God, and He's with us and walking yeah. with us, and His Spirit is giving us the words to say, and so we just have to like, walk in faith and in boldness and with the truth of the gospel, and continue to learn and grow in Him each day, and mm-hmm. just seek after people you know yeah at the at the last supper story i know luke talks about this but i don't know if it's listed in the other gospels but jesus brings up that moment where he where he sent him out and he said do you remember how you lacked nothing like like what did you lack when i sent you out and they said nothing mm-hmm. and so like at that moment he was equipping them to you know take stuff and like to to go off and get ready for him being ready to be crucified but in that moment he recalls to their mind how they lacked nothing when they had nothing because they had him. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, it's the same, it's the same now. Like, though you may not think you have, you know, quote unquote, the right gifting or like have quote unquote, the resources or the words to say, like, you've got Jesus. And he says, mm-hmm. he, he tells us, he says, it will not be you speaking, but the spirit of my father speaking through you. And like, like you said, Carl, like the, like the call is still the same. And he, he will equip you when, when, when the, when, 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 when your number gets called and it's your time to go, he's not going to leave you high and dry. Like, he's going to make sure that you're able to do what it is that he's called you to do. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I asked you, Emma Claire, to reach out to Nisha. Um, mm-hmm. Nisha, what's her last name again? Smelly. Smelly. Nisha Smelly. Um, about <laughs> I only knew her first name. Um, about misconceptions about missions. She is. I feel like she is everywhere all the time. Mm-hmm. Like she's she never. Is. She's never here in the U.S. She knows everyone. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I asked her. Um, to give us uh, her answer to this question, some uh, misconceptions about um, missions. So I'm going to play that here for you now. Common misconceptions about missions here in the U.S. Number one, missions is for those who are old and spiritual. Well, missions actually starts where you are. Don't underestimate the power of one. Who can you tell today about Jesus in the place where God has you? Who at your school and your team and your club might be the next Lottie Moon, Jim Elliott, Amy Carmichael, Hudson Taylor, Billy Graham, if they only knew Jesus. We never know who we're influencing. 
and how our lives are making a difference in their lives now. But they are, and for sure they will, years down the road. Lottie Moon did not even care much about Jesus as a young teenager who influenced her. And she influenced millions even to today. So start today. Open your mouth today. Declare the gospel boldly today. Live compassionately today. Live consistently today. Share boldly the great, great news of Jesus today. We must do now what we would say we would want to do later. Number two, missions is for those who have a certain call to go. From the beginning of time, God's heart has been for all peoples to be blessed by him. All peoples. Right now, there's 1,700 people groups. 17,000. I'm sorry. 17,000 people groups on the planet. 7,000 still have little to no access to the gospel. We see in Genesis, he says to, to Abraham, he says, I will bless those who bless you, who dishonors you, I will curse. And in you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. All the families of the earth. Psalm 67, may God be gracious to us, bless us, make his face shine upon us. Why? That your may be known, that your way may be known on earth, your saving power among all nations. Matthew 24, and this gospel will be preached to all nations, and then the end will come. And then Matthew 28, all authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations. God's heart has been all nations, and he's given us his last marching orders to go. Therefore, all authority in heaven and earth has been given Go, go, go. It's almost like we need a call to stay. God weaves his heart for all people throughout scripture. But right now, there's about 3 billion out of 7 billion people in the world today. There's about 3 billion, a little over 3 billion who have little to no access to the gospel. What does that mean? It means that if someone from IE, Dhaka, Bangladesh, for example, were to walk into a hugely crowded area, picture a football stadium. And a person from Dhaka, Bangladesh walks into there in the middle of Dhaka, Bangladesh, and they were to cry out in this huge crowd, is there anyone who can tell me about salvation through Jesus? Is there anyone who knows? Is there anyone who can help me? There would be no one. Why? Because there's only 0.03% believers in Dhaka, Bangladesh. So that's about three out of 10,000 people who know Jesus. So the job is not finished. The job is not finished. Number three, it it doesn't matter. The misconception is it doesn't really matter where you give, go, or pray. Just go. Just give. Just pray. So I agree. Just pray. (laughs) But if I were going to try to move a log from the student center of First Baptist to the sanctuary, and I already had 10 people helping me, and they were all on the end of one log, and I, and I said, hey, can I get a few more volunteers to come and help me to move this log? What end of the log would they go to? Would they go to the one with 10 people or the one with just me? Well, yes, exactly. They would come to my end. Well, somehow in missions, we've done the opposite. Most of those who are going on mission trips, most of those who are giving, most of the money is going to places where missionaries are already working, where the percentages of believers are already high. There's already churches there. In fact, only one penny of every dollar goes to places where the lostness is the greatest, where there are unreached peoples like Dhaka, Bangladesh. For example, in India, there's 2,300 people groups. Still, 2,100 are unreached. That's over 1 billion people who have little to no access. They're not more lost. They just don't have anyone to tell them. 
And yet, most believers are, we're jumping on planes with our mission trips, t-shirts that say, Mission Hooligan, and we're going with five other groups that are on our same, our same airplane. We land, we depart the plane, we go join the church and, and go do this trip, and we do this, this kids camp or this construction project, and only a few weeks or a few months before, there was another church group and another church group. And then we go back home and we get on the plane and we're we're getting on the plane with groups that are leaving the same place. And yet, if you were to go to some of these places, there's no one on the plane that's ever been to those places. There's no one on the plane um, that there's no no T-shirts. There's no groups coming on and off the planes because there's not a lot of people there sharing. So I would say... Begin praying for the unreached. Visual at joshuaproject.net. Look and see where the red dots are. Pray for them. Give to them. Go to them. Start now where you are. These are just a few misconceptions about, about missions that we have here in the U.S. So next question. How can we have a mission mindset even here on the homestead? So like the fact of the matter is you're not overseas unless you're Nisha. You're not, you're not, you're not overseas all the time. You're not, I guess, going to the nations all the time. Mm-hmm. Now, we're blessed here in Tuscaloosa because the nations have come to us. Mm-hmm. But the fact of the matter is you're still here on the homestead. You're still where you live. Um, the, you know, the word missions carries a lot of times a you know, foreign or like somewhere else mentality to it. Um, but the fact of the matter is that we can still live on mission here on the homestead. So how can we maintain that mission mindset every day, even while we're here? Yeah, I think um, getting to go on these mission trips kind of gives you a cool experience in which you experience like getting up and um, praying to God and asking Him to provide for you and provide like people that you can share the gospel with that day and just kind of being dependent on him throughout the day. And it, it kind of shows you what he wants every day of your life to be like, you know? Mm-hmm. And so for me, um, I've kind of battled with this because I've felt the Lord calling me like to go overseas since like seventh grade. And it wasn't like some supernatural call. It's just <laughs> I, you just knew. I knew. And I, I read his word, and I was like, this is what the Lord wants for me. And um, so I kind of keep this head. I mean, not sorry. I kind of keep <laughs> this um, quote flowing through my head a lot. <laughs> sorry. I was like, where is this um, going? <laughs> <laughs> um, it's wherever your own two feet are, that is where your mission field is. I think Yo. you might have said that earlier. But... Um, just like walking through middle school and high school, I realized that like I'm never gonna be with these same people again. And that um, was something I was told over and over again in Yeah. When I was in the student ministry and like I can count on one, maybe the start of a second hand, how many people I have not only seen but like interacted with since mm-hmm. high school. Like that is so, so true. Mm-hmm. And like God desires that we be on mission right where we are, where he's placed us, and um, just trusting him with the future. But, like, this day, like, 
he's given us this day and we're at school, we're at Heritage House, at the gas station. Like, what is he desiring for me right now? What will bring him glory to his name by, you know, loving someone or sharing the gospel or just being someone's friend who has no, like, friends, you know? And just um, seeking to do his will at school and wherever you are. And I think that's just what, like, God's called me to right now and trusting him that, like, he'll make a way for me to go if that's truly what he's calling me to, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree with um, all of that, you see. But (laughs) um, maybe just a more practical way that you can um, kind of have more of a, a missional mindset um, I recently learned that when you first meet somebody, um, just when you introduce yourself, introducing yourself kind of with the intent of just sharing just something about your walk with Christ right then, right when you first introduce yourself mm-hmm. to someone. Um, and as a college student, I'm meeting people all the time. And so... Um, Give me an example of what that looks like. Like, like, like pretend I'm somebody you've never met before. Okay. And like... Give me an example of what that looks like. So mine normally, so my my major is foreign language, mm-hmm. and I want to do Bible translation. No way. Yeah. That's awesome. Um. So when I for a while when I would meet people, they would be like, "Why do you want to do Bible translate? Not Bible translation. Why do you want to do foreign language?" And I would just be like, "Oh, I want to be a translator, just because it's faster, it's easier. I don't have to stand there and explain it to them for five minutes." Um. But I recently learned that I should stand there and explain it to them yeah. for five minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not that much time. It's not going to kill me to build more of a relationship with this person. Yeah. Um, and that's such a simple segue into... Yeah, it's into, just such yeah. an easy way to just um, start a conversation about that. Or even if you don't have a conversation about the gospel right then, you've already established yourself in their mind as someone who's willing to have those conversations mm-hmm. and how that kind of, that topic is open to you. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that topic is kind of sensitive for most people in our culture, especially. Um, but just establishing yourself as somebody who wants to talk about those kinds of things and is willing to go on a deeper level with somebody that they may or may not know that well. Yeah. Um, so that way, as you build a relationship with that person, become friends with them, or just see them in class, you know, whatever, whatever area of your life it's in, um, you can you can use that foundation as kind of a jumping off point for talking to them about the gospel. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So, you know, in my experience, mission trips are a quality time. They are, you know, sometimes sometimes there are moments where you're really having to rely on the Lord and you're really having to trust Him. And, like, I mean, honestly, that's the way it should be. Like, there are, there are times, I mean, I mean that, that's where He wants us anyways, yeah. fully trusting in Him and, and relying on Him to make stuff happen because it's not in our own power, it's in His. However, there are also plenty of fun stories and fun times that can come out of mission trips because you're, you know, you're there, you're serving with other people. And so naturally that's just going to bring you closer together in some way, shape, form, or fashion. So my question is this, 
what's the best story from y'all's times on various mission trips? Now, I know, EC, you've got more room to work with, but <laughs> Carl, you've got the one, but still, I'm sure there's plenty of fun stuff that's gone down. Mm-hmm. Do you want to go first? Do you want me to? Wait, you want to mine's, mine's not very lighthearted. Um, I mean, it, it's good, but it's not lighthearted. Okay, well, I have a few that are, like, kind of funny that I just thought of. Um, so... <laughs> When we were in Ecuador, we were going to this, we were going zip lining, and like just for fun, and we were riding the bus there, and the roads are just, they're very tight and packed, and like a lot of times we would go over like bridges and get kind of like probably about an inch from another car coming oh the other Lord. way. It was quite <laughs> That's scary. Sketch. You would, but. Like the traffic yeah. where we went. That is sketch. Yeah. So we were in Ecuador, and we were going to the zipline place and it was in the mountains and it was kind of like jungly mountains it was weird oh, yeah. i don't i don't really know shrubbery how that, everywhere yeah trees growing works. in the road but um <laughs> so we get close to the place and it's getting very rural and there's a power line that goes over the road and it's literally about an eight foot tall stick <laughs> that is holding up the power like line. Like a random piece of bamboo or something. Yeah, like, and it kind of has, like, a V at the top that sure. holds up the line. Or somebody, I'm sure, just, like, cut it. Yes. <laughs> and so we're just like, what is this? And our bus does not fit under that. Oh, dear. It's very, it's very low. And so we had to, the guys that were, like, driving the bus with us from the camp, they kind of got leaned out the window and, like, got another they got another stick from outside and we're holding it up and like kind of passing it down through the window as we like drove oh past oh my gosh a Whoa, power so like line. so, so people are like leaning out the window and like passing the stick along yeah, while we <laughs> while we like went down like past it yeah. on our bus and so like the, the uh, last person just like throws the stick out the yeah. window and just lets it go, go, go <laughs> and I was just like where where are we Did you have to do this the same thing on the way back um yeah. Oh, gosh. Yeah. <laughs> well, but we were used to it by then. I was yeah, you right, have practice. You've done yeah. this already? Let's just do it again. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's crazy. Yeah. It was it was a fun time. Um, and then... That's a, real, that's a real good team building exercise, for yeah, sure. And yeah. And then we went yeah. ziplining, yeah, really and good. for some reason, Jody decided he wanted, wanted to, like... He had a GoPro, you know? Like, he always gets the good videos. It's on the videos, yeah. And he decided he wants to go down it backwards videoing himself. Uh, yeah, I've seen that footage. And so he, like, goes down and just, like, vibing, like, waving to the camera, looking like a bat. And <laughs> he comes up on the... Looking like a bat. He comes up, <laughs> like bat. Comes up to the, like, wood... Um, wooden, like, like platform. Platform yeah. where they're about to stop. And his head... Bangs <laughs> into no. the platform. What's funny is that that's on camera. Yeah, like, and he got that. it all on video. He caught that on camera. It's so funny. You know how he always like plays the plays the loops of the past videos before yes. live groups. Every Sunday, I see him <laughs> boom, like hit his head oh on the thing. God. It was hilarious. <laughs> like, oh, Jody, there you go. There goes your head. That's rough, <laughs> man. Now, Carly, you said yours is a bit more. <laughs> Mine's a little bit, bit more serious. More serious. Yeah. yeah. God doing some work in somebody's life. <laughs> well, um, more like God doing work in our lives hey um, Ooh, let's hear it but so where we went in january um we were on a prayer drive and mm-hmm. so basically we we're just in a car we we're just driving around 
and just praying over the people that we see, the people that we pass. And um, while you're in the prayer drive, you're reading scripture and listening to worship music and um, just really speaking the word over um, the place that you're in. And one of the scriptures that we read is from Isaiah 55. It's verses 9 and 10. No, it's verses 10 and 11. <laughs> Close. And um, it says, For as the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return there, but water the earth, making it bring forth and sprout, giving seed to the sower and bread to the eater, so shall my word be that goes out from my mouth. It shall not return to me empty, but it shall accomplish that which I purpose and shall succeed in the thing for which I sent it. And this, this particular passage really stood out to me because um, the area that we went to gets like maybe half an inch of rain a year. A year? A year. Um, it, they never get rain. Um, but while we were there, we were there for a week. And while we were there, it rained several times on different days. And, um, but they were losing their mind. They were. And like, when it rains, everything stops. Like, like people, so rain there people, is like snow here. Yeah, 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 people go outside and they Feel they it. look at up at it and they're just they're just taking <laughs> it in. Um, that is a vibe. That's and so cool. I know I I love it. I like the rain. I I have no problem with it. And so just the fact that everybody there likes the rain too, it's amazing. But um, I feel like God just really made this word come alive um, in that moment, just because. He, he's talking about the rain washing over um, the earth and and it's washing over the earth just as his word washes over us mm. and our spirits and um, just the fact that it had been raining there and we were there trying to spread the word um, it just it really gave me a lot of hope for the place that we went to um, because in that moment I could just feel that the people were just ready to receive the word mm-hmm. and um, that it's such a great need there and you can just you can just feel the weight of the hopelessness that is in the city um, but at the same time God's word is right here and it's telling us they're ready and yeah. the, the, your word is not going to the harvest is plentiful yeah like said. yeah, yeah. Um, so I just thought that was really cool I was but like the wow God you mm. you really just did a crazy thing there but that was my my story that's awesome and like that that's something that's so cool about uh, mission trips in general is like they they put you in a frame of mind to sure obey the word mm-hmm. but then like you said in that story God allows you to see it come to life in you know a lot more ways than just once like you're not just obeying the words of and when he says, go make disciples of all nations, like not only are you seeing that be obeyed, but you see you see stuff all the time where you're like, oh my gosh, there's that. There's that. There's that mm-hmm. scripture, that scripture. And like you just, mm-hmm. he, like, yeah. like he brought, was that Isaiah 55? Mm-hmm. Like like he brought that to your mind. The same thing will be true of anybody who goes on a mission trip and who's mm-hmm. who's studying the word for themselves. It's like they'll see scripture come to life all over the place. And like it's just, it's so cool of God to be faithful to remind us of that and to remind us that, not only is he with us in that, but remind us, like, guys, look, listen, I told you, if you yeah. obey, I'm going to come through. And it's just that that's just a stark reminder of that. And that's such yeah. a, a great reminder that he 
he does that mm-hmm. and he's faithful to do that yeah. um, I have another story oh yeah that. come on so when we were praying on that same drive thing um, I I prayed like the Lord just kind of put it on my heart and I was like Lord just I pray that you reveal yourself through like social media and YouTube and Instagram and TikTok and all the things that these people have sounds but, like a bonkers prayer but yeah <laughs> and, but he'll do it because like there's access that's what they've got yeah yeah and so I just kind of prayed that I don't know I, I guess he just brought it to my mind and um, then the next day we got to meet up with some people we were riding back to our hotel after we kind of hung out for a while and we kind of just started having like they wanted to have like a deep conversation so I just started <laughs> talking about <laughs> I just started talking about how much like sometimes the vibe in the room just yeah. <laughs> just leans that way. I was just like they're like what 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 do you think deeply about Claire? I was like, well, let me tell Funny you. you should ask. Ask. Well, I mean, <laughs> if you're going to mention ask it, me. since we're on the topic, let's just uh, and so just I dive just in. I just started talking about like how much the Lord loves us and how we don't deserve any of it because we've all we've all sinned, you know, we've all like done wrong and we've all gone our own way but God desires to be in a right relationship with us and he's done that through um, Jesus dying and on the cross for our sins and um, raising him to life and so if we believe in him like we can um, have this new and abundant life and um, just have that relationship with him and so I kind of was sharing that and then just kind of asking them questions because I've learned like a lot of the ways you're able to share the gospel is through asking good questions and being interested in people mm-hmm. yeah. and yeah. willing to listen to what they have to say and they not don't like, care about how much you know until they know how yeah, much you care yeah, yeah. as just, the old saying goes we learned a lot about their religion first before we kind of shared what ours was because we don't want to just like force anything upon them mm-hmm. but just wait for like God to lead us and what we should say, you know. Yeah. And so we we're kind of just talking about it, and then she said, "I I bring up Mark for some reason. I don't really know why." I was just like, like the Gospel of Mark. Yeah, I was like, "Yeah, this is one of my favorite books um, that I've kind of read through." And she was like, "Oh, I I know that one. Last night I was watching TikTok, and this <laughs> this girl, like." She's an American in Egypt, and she was talking, explaining the Bible on TikTok, and yeah. was talking about the Gospels, and I was like, yeah, yes, that's like, the one. yeah, that's yep. amazing, <laughs> and I didn't even realize it at the moment. I just thought that was so cool, and then I was like, wait a minute, the Lord led me to pray that yesterday, and there we go, like, she saw Mentioned the, TikTok by name. Yeah. That's crazy. And so it was so cool, like, getting to see that, and... We got to talk a little while, and I like, we had the Bible up on our phone, so I kind of read through like some scriptures with her, which I thought was cool because, like you know, like the word doesn't return void. Exactly. And um, I've just been praying for her. And Did you get to like unpack a, a bit of what she was she was seeing on TikTok about that? Like you got to yeah, unpack that a little more. Yeah, and That's just like awesome. kind of explain like what the Bible is and like how it all flows and it all points to Jesus and because we had so much time like in the car and so I was yeah. like I'm about to use it there we go <laughs> that is awesome 
Gonna trap them there. Yeah. <laughs> so to to wrap up, um, you know, there's the Ecuador mission trip coming up. There's the um, St. Louis trip um, coming up for us in the student ministry. And then there's you know, like like we were saying earlier, like there's Nisha Smelly who just is going places all the time and can give you a hookup if you're looking for a place to go. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But what would you say to someone who's on the fence about going on a mission trip, be it overseas or here in the States? Like if there's somebody who just either one, doesn't want to go, or two, just cannot decide if they should or even want to, what would you say to that person? Mm. Um, I think I would tell them that, you know, they don't have to go. Mm-hmm. Um, there's lost people here. Um, I'm almost positive everyone listening to this has a friend or a family member that doesn't know Jesus. Yeah. Um, and so you can stay here. You can minister to those around you. You can pray. You can give money. Um, you can be a sender. And Lord knows that we need those people. Um, but I firmly believe that if you are willing to go and you're willing to be used by God um, and just just put aside your own um, wants and preferences, um, even if it's just for a short amount of time, um, and you're willing to just sacrifice your own comfort and your own stability in where you are and what you're doing, um, God will teach you more than he's taught me more than he ever did when I was in my own comfortable little bubble. Mm -hmm. Um, And he taught me more when we were there. He's teaching me more now Mm -hmm. in light of that. Mm -hmm. And so I believe that if you want to learn more from God and you want to develop your relationship with God um, in a way that that is very biblically based. I think this is this is the way to do that. Um, as I, and I, I speak from my own experience. Obviously, God uses things here to to grow people. Um, but I've just seen the most growth in my Christian walk um, from when I went and from when I've been studying more about missions and. Mm-hmm. Um, just putting in a a more intentional effort at living missionally and um, just making that more of a priority. That's yeah. good. Yeah, I would just say, like, yeah, you don't have to go, like she said, but why wouldn't you? Like, mm. it's what the Lord's called us to. And, and say it's even somewhere in our own city or somewhere in America, or somewhere far away. Um, Just like experiencing that time just Mm -hmm. with, in the presence of God and just dependent on Him and focusing on sharing the gospel with other people and serving other people, it really does change your life. Like it's changed mine and just changed my whole like purpose and desires as I've learned as I've learned more about what God's heart is like and um, how his heart is 
for all peoples to know him. And so it's really just like opened my eyes and draw me closer to God and really like lit a fire in me that has just changed my life back home because I yeah. want other people here just the same to know Jesus. Yeah. And it's all about just like, you know, like we all have 24 hours in a day <laughs> and what what are we doing that's gonna last past our one little red dot for eternity? You know, like we have the long infinite rope and we're just like this little red dot on this rope. And are we just gonna live for this little red dot at each day? Or are we gonna take the time to to read the word, to pray, to study, and then to go and share what you've learned and to be a light for God and do what he's called you to do because that's our purpose on this earth and that's what I've come to know as I've struggled with learning that for myself and now that I know it I there's no like there's no turning back like that's that's all I'm here for and that's what God has made us for so I just think if you are interested in what we're saying, you should like talk to one of us about it. Like we're always yeah. here to be resources. Yeah, and like pe- people like I want to talk to you about it because I want everyone to experience God and just what it means to live a life of worship to him because that's truly what missions is like John Piper says another quote about like missions exist because worship doesn't. We're all meant to worship God and people don't know him so they're worshiping other things but they're meant to worship the one that's worthy of our worship and so we are here to tell them who is worthy and who is worthy to take the scroll which is Jesus and that's our goal and so I would say go you know and really pray about it if you are interested you mentioned this but worship is not just singing and sing like doing the songs and stuff that happens on Sundays Wednesdays or Tuesdays if you're in the college ministry Worship is not just what happens inside the walls of the church. Romans 12 says that you're to offer your living, offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God, for this is your true and proper worship. Mm-hmm. Worship's a response yeah. to God by serving Him and by obeying Him and by uh, uh, adhering to His character in all things to the best of our ability. Will we ever get that 100% right? No. But we're to offer our bodies as a living sacrifice. And that's what going on missions allows you to do. That's what, mm-hmm. that's what, Going somewhere else allows you to do that. That's what sharing the gospel with, with other people allows you to do. Um, and like you were saying, you see, like a lot of times when you're when you're faithful to do that, and when when you're obedient to offer offer yourself up as a living sacrifice, whatever it is that God's called you to do, a lot of times you find that you come back more blessed than the people there. Oh, sometimes yes. oh, I mean, yeah. not not I mean, you know, not to say that God won't work in their life because because He is. But a lot of times he works in yours just as much. Mm-hmm. And so you come back just as changed, if not more so, than the people you were there to, to 
impact and, and to reach for Jesus. I've about that since January and just me too. how much growth has come in my like prayer life and like study of scripture and like understanding of it and we're we're taking this missions class called perspectives on monday nights it's so good. highly recommend it's i've already learned so so much please take it <laughs> um just it's just like it's it's stuff i've i've heard before but they're putting all of scripture together and you're seeing for the first time the entire picture the entire picture of God's desire for all nations to know him because mm-hmm. it's in scripture we just a lot of times we just look over it and look look for things that we can apply to our own lives but if we want to know God like and love him more we our hearts are to be transformed to be like his and mm-hmm. his heart is clearly for all people to know him mm-hmm. so that should be ours too yeah man I think we've We've just been to church today. <laughs> Had a daggum church service here in my office. Um, thank you guys for stopping by today and talking about missions. Again, that's a that's a wide a wide net that gets cast, and we didn't cover everything today. But um, this is just the experience of a few people. Um, and so, you know, really, what we're imploring you to do today, if you walk if you walk away with nothing else today, um, just know that that. The last words, the last words of Jesus were to go and make disciples of all nations, and that call, yeah. no one is exempt from that. Mm-hmm. Um, we're all to share Jesus with those around us. That can be in your backyard. That can be in a place where no one knows of, like no one knows his name. Um, but no one is, is exempt from that call. It's what we're all meant to do. Um, thank you guys for stopping by. This has been awesome. Yeah, thank you. Thanks. Thank you guys for listening, and uh, we'll see you guys next time on the podcast. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of the T-Town Students Podcast. We hope and pray that you were blessed by what you heard. If you enjoyed the podcast, leave us a review in Apple Podcasts and follow us on Spotify and just let us know how we're doing. Thanks again for tuning in, and we'll see you on the next episode.